Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. From Tsunami Sushi in downtown Lafayette, we're Out to Lunch with Christian Mader, editor and publisher of The Current. It's business Acadiana style. Welcome to Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mader. A few years ago, I was on tour, and I ran into a musician from New Orleans, and she said, oh, you're from Lafayette. Everyone in Lafayette knows how to dance. And I kind of paused and said, well, you know, I don't, so I suppose I'm the exception to that rule. But no doubt, dancing is a big part of the culture here. People in Acadiana dance like nobody's watching, especially when everybody's watching. But dance is not just an expression of tradition or culture. It could be therapeutic. Uh, maybe as a microcosm of a relationship or as a way of getting in tune with your body. Whatever the issues are in a relationship, they're going to come up through dance, says my guest, Caroline helm Huval. She's a social worker, and she applies that philosophy in her practice, both as a counselor and as a dance instructor. She runs couples therapy sessions that explore relationship dynamics through dance. Couples learn to two-step, to waltz, jitterbugs, Idaho, and more. But what couples really learn is how to relate to each other. Caroline grew up in Lafayette. So we know she's a fabulous dancer. Caroline helm Huval. welcome to Out to Lunch. Hi, thank you for having me. So dancing isn't just therapy for you and your partner. It can be a way of getting in tune with yourself. Carol Petitjean discovered belly dancing 20 years ago and found it to be a powerful way to escape stress. So for the last 15 years, she's taught belly dancing at Oasis Belly Dance in Lafayette. The school specializes in Polynesian and Middle Eastern styles, but she also teaches American Cabaret uh, and improvisational tribal styles too and some others. Belly dancing is inclusive, Carol says, and anyone can do it, and it offers everyone a chance just to let go. Oasis has about 90 dancers, and they perform often at local nonprofit events around town. Carol was born in Rain, and she also works as a bank fraud investigator. Carol Petijan, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. So, Caroline, um, I speak from some experience here, but when you're, like, <laughs> teaching people to dance, and then they're also working on couple stuff, like, I can imagine a scenario where a person's, like, trying to figure out where their feet goes mm-hmm. and their focus is on that. So, like, do, do people have trouble multitasking? Like, is it easier for me to get to the therapy, therapy part if I know how to dance? No, not necessarily. The act of being in the dance class is the therapy itself. So it doesn't really matter if you're a gr- you could be a great dancer yeah. and you could take this dance class with me with your partner and we'll still be discovering how you are within your relationship through dancing. Yeah. Do 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 you find that people who are better at dancing have a tend to have a different uh, maybe set of problems in their relationship. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if it's all going to come out through dance, right? Like relationship problems. Like, can you imagine like, you yeah. know, do couples who are like, we're really good dancers. And you know what? That's an indication that things are hmm. all right at home or, or well, something else going on there. Well, we could think that, but that won't necessarily be true. But one reason that I think it is good for couples to learn how to dance is it, if you can do it, it's this one space that you might be able to connect even when things aren't going great at home. Mm -hmm. So it's this one intimate space that you can get into Mm -hmm. if you want to go there. Yeah. So um, speaking of wanting to go there, I mean, Carol, (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, belly dancing. I hear belly dancing. I immediately think of something uh, that a person might feel pretty vulnerable about, right? I mean, or just anything that you're you're doing in your body. I mean, do, do you have to feel really comfortable with your body to get into belly dancing? 
if you aren't, it'll help you get there. So it's a safe space. It's, you know, there's no judgment. Everyone mm -hmm. comes to have a, a respite from the day yeah. to get away. And when you walk in, you can't worry about what you did all day long or all the stresses at home because you're focusing on something else. Mm -hmm. You're really able to let go. And all the little insecurities will go away. Yeah. You're with a bunch of women that are there just to have fun, just there to have a good time and learn a little dance at the same time. Yeah. It's for women yeah. and it, we do it for each other. That's yeah. kind of the basis of it. So yeah, it, if you're insecure at first, we'll get you over that. Yeah, I mean, how, how the camaraderie do does that. I have to think that it's pretty common that somebody comes in, they want to try it and maybe they do feel a little insecure. I mean, how do you get them over that, that hump? The first thing we tell them is that this is for you, this time is for you, and don't wait for the perfect time to dance. Oh, I, I'm going to wait until I lose some weight, or mm -hmm. I'm going to wait until some other thing has happened. You dance for who you are today, mm -hmm. and you dance today. Yeah. Okay. Caroline, do you find that you know people come in, I mean, I, I'm sp like I said at the beginning of the show, like I am not very comfortable with dancing. I mean, much mm -hmm. less whether I would get into to belly dancing or, or Cajun dancing. I mean... Is, is that a hurdle even just to getting people into the door that people are like, man, I just, you know, dancing's not for me. I feel silly. I mean, and, and oh, how yeah. do you get them above that? Oh, yeah. So many people are scared to dance and there's a lot of shame around dancing. Um, you know, in, in a couple's dance, often the man, the man, quote unquote, is the lead and the woman is the follow. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of men weren't encouraged to dance whenever they were younger. And so often the, the follow is maybe the better dancer, someone who has been um, getting their dance muscle. You know, they were at the dance whenever they're in the eighth grade and learning how to dance. And here we are asking the guy, now you need to dance and you need to lead the dance. And it's very intimidating. And um, there's a lot of shame involved to get over. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of people have a hard time just walking through the door. Do you ever like get them to intentionally flip that role to yeah. say like you know you know you're talking about this that traditionally maybe the, the men would lead roles. but but maybe it might make sense for the woman to be the leader or sometimes it does uh often couples won't choose to do that um i read somewhere that it started with because the man was bigger usually the bigger person is leading but it doesn't have to be that way so, I mean, so Carol, it kind of raises an interesting question in my mind, right? Which is, you know, I think a lot of folks would tend to think of belly dancing maybe as something that would be done performatively, right? So, so maybe historically, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, that it might be something a woman does for a group of men, right? I mean, but we're talking about this from a perspective of self-empowerment. I mean, when did that change happen? I, don't, I think that it's always been there. Belly dance, you know, we call it belly dance here, but of course you realize in the rest of the world most people have – you know, historically just called it dance. Sure. That's a fair <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> we coined that term. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, women did this in their own groups yeah. for each other as a way for socially visiting and getting mm -hmm. together, hanging out and dancing, which we, we still do that now. Mm -hmm. Women, you ever watch it at any event, yeah. at any club or any wedding reception, the women are all in a group together dancing. Yeah. That's kind of how this evolved. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, it has other, uh, you know, opportunities for people to dance for other people but it historically has been for women by yeah. women for women and that's pretty much what we kind of stick to we do perform absolutely we have two performance troops in the studio well. we have quite a few events coming up in fact yeah. our favorite of the nonprofits. we 
love to do and of course they're all family oriented just have a great time you know type performances so how, how, how do you get from being just sort of like a belly dance curious person to the point where you're like a in a troupe right i mean like i would have to think that like you, you know i think you even call it a school i mean dance academies are very common in lafayette of course and like people do go from you know i'm taking ballet classes and now i'm in a ballet troupe right i mean so is it a similar kind of process like i start in your class and then you do you start as a beginner and we teach the basics to everyone and people start to kind of gravitate toward what they enjoy mm -hmm. some people just like coming to class it's their getaway learning the moves understanding their body a whole lot better getting that isolation and understanding the relation to the music and that escape others start to get a little more interested in the costuming and the ability to perform some people love to perform others will never get on a stage <laughs> either is perfectly fine <laughs> but yeah. you know we see both sides of it and you can do either one it's yeah. absolutely self-driven but if someone wants to perform we'll get them there yeah, yeah. caroline i mean you're talking about how like we societally don't teach men to dance but it would feel like if any place in the country that wouldn't be true that would be southern louisiana where dance culture is a is a thing i mean yeah yeah i mean they you know there are schools that teach the boys teach everyone how to cajun dance here and so we probably do that more so than anywhere else in the country i guess i mean i don't i'm, I'm not anywhere else in the country so mm -hmm. i don't know i think we can safely assume okay that. Let's this is what it. we do in louisiana which is we only do that here but still that's just like a few pe classes that uh -huh. they're doing not just you know sort of like carol said um you know typically the girls are getting together and dancing and just learning how to move learning you know how to move um to rhythm and just to feel safe and comfortable and to express dancing i, I mean do, do you can you pinpoint a time when it would have stopped that we were just sort of like hmm. dudes were just like i'm i'm not doing that i mean what, what happened there I don't, God, was it? I don't know you know all i have is watching movies and seeing that at some time, men did dance more. You know, it was, it was more part of the courting process. Mm -hmm. um, again, I wasn't there, so I'm just going off of what I see on TV. Uh, <laughs> that makes you an expert. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. This whole show um, is just about being experts yes. at things when we watch TV. And so, <laughs> and, you know, I do think, you know, we see less and less men on the dance floor now than we did 20 years ago, yeah. even Cajun dancing, yeah. for sure. When I used to go to Randall's and Mulot's whenever I was... 9, 10, 11, um, I mean, all up until just recently, actually, there were a lot more men dancing. Mm -hmm. there yeah. were n I never really saw women dancing with women as much then. Okay. Well, you Carol, now. Carol, you're talking about the, 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 you know, so the practice that you've got being primarily for women. Do, do men ever ask to get, I mean, does that come up? It's, we've never been approached for it. Um, there are male belly dancers, obviously, but we haven't been approached. Really? Uh, no. So you said obviously. I don't know that it actually oh, is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> other countries, kind of oh, so there are some in, in the States, yeah. but definitely in other countries. Yeah. Definitely. Some of the best are male. Yeah. And, and yeah. are most people coming to you who have some other experience in, in dancing? I mean, I do think about, like, we've had lots of folks in the show that run you know, dance studios and stuff. So there are lots of people who have some training in dance. But are, is it mostly people that are coming? They're like, you know, I'm interested in dancing, and this seems like another discipline that I can learn or is it mostly people who I've never done dancing before and this seems more approachable to me it's a mix we have some who've never done any other type of dance this is their first time and maybe a friend said come with me or they saw a workshop or saw an opportunity to come just try it out and they yeah. came others are coming back and had maybe done 
dance all through you know their their high school years and you know even younger we've had some who've been in you know formal dance from five years old up until you know they graduate from high school then you get away from it you know where do you go next and they miss that they miss the dance class they miss the stage they miss performing and we see them come back you know they've had their kids they might be in you know looking for some other thing to do and they come back so we have a mix yeah now caroline you do group lessons and private lessons right yes i I mostly do group lessons i want to get in you know i I am looking for more people who want to sign up to do a private um a private dance lesson with relation with your relationship Mm -hmm. at the forefront um but not a lot of people are brave enough Okay. Necessarily, I would have thought it would have <laughs> been the opposite, especially oh. like in the, speaking as a person who has spent years in therapy. Like it would seem like I hear therapy, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, mm. I want to be in a private space, mm-hmm. so I can. Mm-hmm. So, p- but people do want privacy for a dance class, but a lot of people aren't signing up for a dance class in therapy. So, do people know that they're getting into? Like, are you tricking people into doing therapy, or are you tricking people into dancing? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> The answer can be yes. I mean, it could just be both <laughs> things or tricking them into doing both things. No, there's no tricking. No okay. tricking. But that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Now Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mader. We're talking with counselor Caroline Helm-Hubal, who teaches a combination dance and couples therapy class, and Carol Pettijan, owner of Oasis Belly Dance. Carol, you're talking about, like, you know, essentially, like, uh, what would you call it? Like, you know, your your your, your entry drug. I mean, is it, is it that people, like, kind of come to belly dancing because... You know, again, kind of going back to this question, is it, you know, I'm looking for a way to express myself. Is it that they're kind of primarily looking for a new outlet? I guess, like, it seems like maybe in your own experience, right, 20 years ago, you kind of happened upon it. Maybe let's start there. I mean, how did you even, you know, come upon this as an idea to the point where you're like, this is for me. This really clicks. I had a friend who invited me to a workshop at Oasis, Uh, one of our, one of our, well, Danielle is still with us, yeah. and she was the owner at the time, and she was holding a beginner workshop on a Saturday. Yeah. And I went as my birthday present to myself. A friend of mine said, you got to come with me. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. It was the most fun. We spent three hours moving in ways I've never moved before. Yeah. Absolutely enjoyed it. And got to see some of the other dancers who had been dancing a little longer and see where it goes from there and got to see the grace and really enjoyed watching them dance. And mm-hmm. so... I signed up for the very next beginner session. So w- at what point did you decide that you wanted to own it? I mean, it's one thing to be a dancer <laughs> and like but like running a business of any kind, of course, is a, is a headache. I mean, what point did you make that switch? Well, I stayed in, you know, with one instructor for quite some time. And, and Linda is still a, a dear friend of mine. And she gave so many stories of her life growing up and mm-hmm. taking belly dance and teaching and things back in Rochester, New York, where she came from. And it kind of hooked me, the, the history, the background, mm-hmm. and I continued taking classes. My first performance happened in that very first session. I didn't know about it until the, about a couple weeks before. And I was the one who had to be pushed on stage. <laughs> I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I was terrified. Got on stage, performed, got off, and immediately wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's when I was hooked, yeah. was that first performance. Yeah. I mean, Caroline, did you, like find yourself with this idea because you were you know finding that you were working stuff out with your husband maybe <laughs> like no. the dance I mean oh I ha- I started dancing when I was nine with my dad he was an alcoholic uh, in recovery and that's what we did on the weekends we started going 
to Mulots and to Randalls. Mm -hmm. And we grew to dance really, really well together, perfectly. And it's the reason I know what a perfect dance is, and it has ruined every relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> uh, it, was so, it was the foundation of me and my dad's relationship, and I didn't realize that until, like, thinking about this talk, actually, and just um, when I started doing the, this therapy meets dance class because I've now obsessed about it and really thought about relationships and realized that we had the perfect dance relationship. Cajun dancing, not Zodico dancing, however. Um, Why? Well, bec I think because I became a better Zodico dancer than he was. And so he couldn't lead me, mm -hmm. which became the problem of all my relationships. <laughs> uh, be because... It is confusing when the person in the quote-unquote follow position is a better dancer of that particular dance. Mm -hmm. You have to choose to follow the leader even if he is not necessarily leading. And so when we would dance Zadiko, he was no longer, he couldn't lead me in mm. that anymore but he could lead me in a Cajun dance because he was really he was really really great and we just had a really a great um, connection so yeah do you that's what I have to say about that <laughs> do you <laughs> thank you it was, it was good um, do, do you think that you would apply like I think of like the, the practice of therapy right mm -hmm. and sometimes you know you got therapists that'll do you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, or you know, uh, other, I don't know other other disciplines. I'm sure there are, and it's sort of like a different medicine, right? That you're sort mm -hmm. of prescribing to your patient. Mm -hmm. do, do you have to kind of apply a similar framework here, where you're like, you know, I think I'm going to prescribe a two-step to you, hmm. or a waltz <laughs> maybe feels like a better way to work out the hmm. situation you two have going on. I mean, does, does it matter? Does the dance nah. style matter in the therapy? Nah. I don't think so. I mean, sometimes I just do two-step and waltz just for the sake of simplicity. Yeah. Um, now, I think it has more to do with what I do in therapy. I guess what's similar about how I am as a therapist and as I am as a dance teacher is I give each person what they need. So I gauge what each person needs. If it's um, tough love you need, then I'm going to give you tough love. If it's uh, being a very good patient listener, then that's what I'm going to do. And so I just gauge that in the moment and very delicately do whatever I am intuitively, you know, feeling like I need to do for the couple, for the person. Hmm. Hey, Carol, I mean, y y there are, I guess, several different types of belly dancing, as I understand. I mean, and so, so talk to me a little bit about what distinguishes them, right, maybe between po the Polynesian style and a... Middle Eastern style and, and maybe why somebody would gravitate to one or the other? It's personal preference, but of course Polynesian is what we know as hula, okay. uh, completely different. Um, and then belly dance can be used to refer to everything from Egyptian to Turkish to um, Lebanese, and then you start with fusions of some of these. You can have the oriental styles all the way to what we call American tribal style, mm -hmm. which is a tribal dance. We also have um, blended fusions of all of these and even now you know 
belly dance has been around a long time. So your styles have morphed and changed over time. Even the traditional Egyptian style mm -hmm. is now more of uh, called shabi, which is a form of Egyptian street dancing. So you can go into Bollywood or Bhangra, mm -hmm. which is their version of partying and dancing. And we fuse all of these. So mm -hmm. the where you gravitate is a personal preference, but the basics are pretty much all the same. Hmm. So we're gonna start you with basic moves. How do you move each body part individually? Yeah. Finding those isolations, really getting in tune with your body and how it moves. And then you can decide what you like. I mean, the music is generally what draws people to the different styles mm -hmm. or the costuming, either way. The costuming? Absolutely. Talk to me about the costuming. <laughs> It runs the full range just like the styles do. You can be in everything shiny, all the glitter, all the glitz, mm -hmm. all the shiny pieces, all the way down to um, your tribal fusion style, which would be mostly in black. Hmm. And very sleek lines, completely different. So w when you guys are doing the you know, the performances and stuff. I mean, is that something y'all are doing sort of on a donated time basis or do, do, do people like hire your dance company to come and perform? It depends. Uh, we do a lot, of course, with, we don't charge. We do a lot for nonprofits for their entertainment. And yeah. we have an event coming up very soon. And then for others, we have paid events too. Okay. Um, so, so people would like buy a ticket to go see a we do a show every year for our students. We do a gala. Okay. The annual gala has been going on since the school began in 2001. Yeah. And that's in June, and all of our classes perform. Yeah. So even if you are a beginner and never done this before, that's your chance to see if you like to perform and yeah. to wear I did the costume. It. You did it? I did it. When? Long time ago. Okay. Remember when? <laughs> 2001. Yeah. Oh, you were in the first year? Well, I don't know if it was with y'all. It was with UL. It was with UL, but um, it was Danielle. Yeah. It was Danielle? Yeah. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I was really insecure about how skinny I was, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a, it's a place where curves are accepted, and I felt like I just felt I was really, really tiny at the time, and I felt like it wasn't as, you know, I don't know, it wasn't as voluptuous, and it, it, it seemed a little less fun to not be voluptuous, to have hips and to, like, really be moving, although everyone can do it. Yes. <laughs> Everyone did did you, have you considered that maybe there'd be a therapeutic application to that? Meaning? Well, you've got some more. experience with belly dancing, yes. right? But you, yeah. it kind of seems like your, 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 your practice is yeah. kind of revolves around the local traditional right. thing. I mean, have yeah. you considered that maybe, you know, belly dancing might be a good? It absolutely could be therapy, not one that I would teach. I mean, I'm terrible. <laughs> because you're bad I'm at the dancing no. part? Or because no, just because I didn't become, I, w I didn't become fluent in that dance. Oh, sure. You know, I just, but I really enjoyed it. It was really great. So, so you're thinking you would need to, you know, it could make sense. You oh, kind of yeah. need to be an expert in the dancing yeah. part of it, too, before yes. maybe you're... Buying into the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can't sure. two-step or waltz. So <laughs> it's interesting. A lot of, you know who struggles with Cajun dancing often are dancers, you know, especially dance like ballet dancers, people that have um, a lot of training in dance. There's, it's hard to let go into this sort of like being a great, like a a, a classical violinist, and you start playing Cajun music. It's just like I should be able to do this, but it's hard to let go into that kind of um, I don't know simplicity. Actually, Carol, you're nodding your head. Do you find that to be true? I, I think that's <laughs> probably exactly. 
the truth because uh-huh. I have struggled with two-step and waltz. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I try to maybe put too much into it or think too much about right. it or take the lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can take the lead. Just lead. Just don't be in the follow position and just lead. Is it really that simple? Yes. Ah. It doesn't seem like it would be that simple. <laughs> to just lead or to assume the leadership role? I mean, in my experience, both. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, you're, is, is that, I mean, like, is that sort of the message, well, right? Well, I mean, I, people that tend to, you know, I have some friends who refuse to let go of the leadership role. Some uh-huh. women that want to be dance with a man but they are not being in the quote unquote I'm doing quote unquote so the listeners can hear it <laughs> we'll pick that up I tell them just lead just just be the be in the leadership you don't have to learn how to follow mm-hmm. you know if but if you want a good dance with a leader and a follower if you want that then there has to be a leader and there has to be a follower and the leader is actually following the music. I hate the words leader and follower because that's not actually true. It is, yes, you're the leader of the dance, the moves, the steps, but a great leader is following the music. The band is the leader. And if you follow the band, if you're following the music, really listening, then you're going to be, you're going to dance well. And while you're dancing well, you're going to almost accidentally lead. And then the follower is also listening to the band and following you, and it's just a great connection. But if the leader is not listening to the music, really listening, if there's a sort of autopilot happening, then it's not really that fun. And so then that's why we have a lot of women going out and taking the leadership role. Well, I think following the music is advice that we could probably all get behind. Absolutely. Caroline and Carol, thanks for joining me today on Out to Lunch Acadiana. All right. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch Acadiana today have been dance therapist Caroline Helm-Huball and belly dance instructor Carol Pettijan. We edited this conversation to fit into our time slot here on KRBS. You can hear our unedited conversation. Find out more about Caroline and Carol by listening to the Out to Lunch Acadiana podcast. You can find and subscribe on your podcast app and on our website. It's acadiana.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsacadiana.com and on our Out to Lunch Acadiana social media. These photos were taken by Aster Morgan. You can find more of Aster's photos at astermorgan.com. Out to Lunch Acadiana is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRBS 88.7 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Associate producers are Molly Richard and Chet Terrio. Our researcher is Leah Erdialis. And today's show was engineered by Dylan Babineau. I'm Christian Mader, editor of The Current, Lafayette's nonprofit newsroom. To get the scoop on Lafayette, head over to thecurrentla.com and sign up for our free newsletter. We'll see you here next time for more business and conversation on Out to Lunch Acadiana. See you later. Out to Lunch Acadiana was recorded live over lunch at Tsunami Sushi on Jefferson Street in downtown Lafayette. Tsunami is open Tuesday through Saturday for lunch and dinner, serving sushi, sashimi, salads, and authentic Japanese grilled dishes. Tsunami welcomes casual dining or reservations. More information at servingsushi.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com.
and by Sunday Soda Fountain. Nostalgic classics like ice cream sundaes, house-made sodas, and even libations. On Jefferson Street in downtown Lafayette. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com. 